0: for you enjoy the show
1: did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week yep that's right blueland set out to do something about it eliminate the need for single-use plastic in the cleaning products we reach for the most I'm absolutely obsessed with blueland for a couple of reasons one how they're helping the environment two how convenient they make my life and three how freaking beautiful their pastel containers are all you have to do is fill your reusable bottles with water drop in the tablets and wait for them to dissolve you'll never have to grab bulky cleaning Products on your groceries run again. My partner was a little skeptical the other day if the dishwasher tablets would work as well as the pods we usually use, but after the dishes came out sparkling clean, he was sold as well. It's not only super convenient, but Blue Land is also affordable. Refill start is just $225, and you can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. Blue Land has a special offer for listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to slash datable. You won't want to miss this blueland.com/datable for 15% off. That's blueland.com/datable to get 15% off.
0: The Datable podcast is hosted by UA, that's me, and my co-host Michael Vargas. Michael's a dating coach who holds a masters in clinical psychology, and I, a former dating coach in New York, am now an active dater in San Francisco. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. On each episode, we dissect a dating story, and today we have Mika. Hi, Mika. Hi. And she's super sexy right now. She's like channeling sex. That's right. (laughs) When your name is Mika, you just channel sex. So,
2: Mika, what's your story? I, I I'd like to like start off by saying that I live in San Francisco and I absolutely love dating in San Francisco. I've been I'm on like twenty four dating apps, been dating online 24. dating. Yeah, I counted. <laughs> wow. But uh lately, you know, I kinda go through all these phases in my dating life and lately I'm really into dating outside of San Francisco.
0: Like in Marin?
2: Uh, <laughs> <you> think- <laughs> But lately, my uh, new city is Portland. So I love
0: Portland. So not like a drive away. (laughs) We're talking about a flight away.
2: That's right. Yeah. So, you know, some people, they like travel for work, but I travel for dating. What really appeals to me is that they're not into the crazy app dating, online dating thing, quite like some other cities like San Francisco. It's kind of more of the city vibe. Everybody's like dating all over the place. They've got a little bit more of that uh, monogamous feel to dating, more
3: romantic. So how did you discover Portland's dating?
2: Well, I discovered dating in Portland when I was going up there for a weekend and I ended up on this, incredible weekend trip where I went on three incredible dates in a row.
0: How did you meet these guys through the 24 dating apps that you're on? (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) I chose uh, OkCupid for that weekend to focus on. Oh good, you got (laughs) (laughs)
0: focused.
2: Yeah, so I actually have now a profile just for Portland.
0: So, I want to know why the guys in Portland are so amazing.
2: Well, this weekend that I went up to Oregon and I went on three incredible dates, the first one was amazing, the second one was phenomenal, but the third one blew my mind.
0: <laughs> so, this is all in the course of a weekend, not a like weekend, a day. Right. Okay. Yeah, it
2: was Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night.
0: Damn, girl. <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah, so my story is that on. Saturday when I was leaving my other date we had gone rock climbing. and It was a lot of fun But I was just ready for the next episode in my OKC Adventure in Oregon, so I was car- I was actually carrying this really big backpack because I thought like oh well If I don't you know if the dates not that great, I'll just go camping or something It was summer in Oregon So I've got this big backpack with me and he tells me to meet him at a bar there was this really great music and when I walked in right away I saw him he was standing there and it was kind of like you know how there's just some people that are just like their energies just really loud
1: mm.
2: and you just and you just like there's all of a sudden there's nothing else in existence mm. that's how I felt when I first walked into this bar there he was
0: I feel like that's how I am with John Cusack. <laughs> if I ever saw him at a bar all music would stop yeah It was just like that. So I saw him and he was
2: super attractive and I was immediately like so much like energy was happening in my body. And I walked up to him and he was like, nice backpack. Are you homeless? (laughs) Is that a pickup line? (laughs) So so anyway, we had this intense like sexual energy happening right away, even though you know the situation. So anyway, so we sit down and we are just like so infatuated with each other that I don't think we had any real conversation.
0: It was just just like, you know, gibberish.
3: It was like a visceral feeling.
0: Yeah. So you had butterflies. Oh, yeah. You were tingly down there. Yeah, which I love
2: because it's hard for me to get (laughs) nervous on a date.
0: Okay. So the date proceeds and then what happens?
2: We talk and, you know, then, you know, we go to a dinner and we go somewhere else. And then, you know, finally he's kind of like, so, you know, uh, you know, he tried to be romantic about it and he's like, you know, we could go and drop your backpack off (laughs) at the shelter. (laughs) And then, and so anyway, we're at his house and it turns out his house is incredible. He like owns his house and he, lives there by himself, you know, it's Portland. (laughs) (laughs) So in very typical Portland, he's got his garden out back and it's this gorgeous garden. So, um, so, so he's like, you know, oh, we could go and like make a campfire in my garden. What? (laughs) 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 Exactly, does that happen in San Francisco? This is
0: so Portlandia, it's not even funny.
2: (laughs) So we go out into his garden and it's like super incredible and we've made this campfire and then all these things happen in the garden one thing that was like super memorable was he had he's telling me about his plants and you know how he uses them for the different dishes he makes because he was like a chef for like i don't know how many years and then one thing he does is he goes over to these amaranth flowers and he rubs he has me hold out my hands and he has them rub the petals and all these seeds fall out and then and he oh and oh we blow the petals away and there's all these like shiny black seeds and he just like tells me to like keep them for later and then it started to rain. Of course. <laughs> and then and then we he just kisses me. Fucking amazing, because we're just out there in the rain and your like, hand. Yeah. <laughs> so that was super incredible. And you know, I stayed the night there. Oh, <laughs> and, it was, and it was amazing, the you know, you, were- <laughs> <laughs> you were planting those seeds. Just planting those seeds. First date sex is not always incredible. No, most so, of the time it's not. Most of the time it's not. So when you're able to have that physical chemistry and it's the first time you're meeting somebody, it's kind of like mind blowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I had to leave the next morning to go back to San Francisco. And I just totally thought that I would never see him again and kissed him goodbye and was just like so sad the the after story to that is that i ended up telling him about my maui retreat and he came along to my Mm -hmm. retreat with me okay and that was also incredible in its own way and we spent a week together after the retreat and um he doesn't really like to text so I haven't really seen him
0: since. Wait, hold on. Back up. First of all, when you date remotely like that, do they know that you live in San Francisco? You know,
2: I'm pretty mysterious when I date. Oh.
0: <laughs> so you don't, you really are homeless when you're dating. You're like, I could be anywhere in the world with my backpack. Just,
2: I, I just say I'm on an adventure. Yeah.
0: So they don't, they have no idea if you live there or not.
2: Well, I might tell them, I might tell them where I live. I don't tell many things on a first date.
0: Do they ask?
2: I, I guess they might ask, that, but the thing is like, there's so many things that happen on the first date. People are so nervous on a first date. People don't listen on a first date. True. And so, and so they might ask me, and I'll probably detour the question, or I might say, oh, I love oh. Portland. They come up here a lot. Oh, I love Portland guys, or I'll just start talking about them.
3: If you were to go somewhere else, would you, um ask him to come again like if you're going to i don't know a retreat in florida or florida or something would you have him come along
2: uh oh definitely i mean yeah i like him a lot
3: because one of the things you're bringing up that i i've heard from a lot of other people is sometimes we get these relationships in our lives that just that are for a particular purpose Mm -hmm. right it's not like the end-all be-all relationship or it's not just a one-night stand
2: totally i think of all relationships dates every interaction i have in my life like a little story. So like beginning, middle and end, and it feels very complete. So whether that's like a first date, often when I go out on great first dates, I call them first date stands. And it's just like a really great time. And then I maybe never want to see them again. Wait, but again. why? Well, um, you know, ma- cause that was just the amount of time that I wanted to hang out with that person. It was really interesting to meet them. Maybe I do want to see them again.
0: But don't you want that to last? So
2: it turns out, like, while after the retreat, I was able to spend a lot of time with him. And then I was able to think about the the things that, you know, I kind of have five values that I look for in a partner. And he actually didn't fulfill those. Um, There's a couple of them. So I was like, oh, man, this
0: is such a bummer. What are the five? I want to hear them.
2: Uh, So I look for a communication style that works well with me. I look for someone I'm really attracted to, someone that's very uh, physically active because that's a big part of my lifestyle. Uh, someone that I have great polarity with. I'm I'm like very feminine and I, I um, mesh well with more masculine types and having that polarity match. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is somebody who's ready to start a family. So what was he missing? So he is not ready or interested in, in starting a family or supporting beyond himself.
0: When you date outside of your city, what are your intentions?
2: Um, well, my intentions when I go on dates are to have a great date. Mm -hmm. That's my intention. Mm
0: -hmm. But what if that person's looking for something more? Do you feel like that's sort of misleading?
2: Well, I'm looking for something more.
0: But none of these people have fulfilled that yet.
2: Well, I've had boyfriends before.
0: (laughs) Well, right. But I'm talking about the recent ones.
2: Well, I mean, um, I see them. Uh, another one from, from Portland just came down to visit me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not like, I don't feel like, I, I feel like anyone who lives in a city doesn't feel stuck to their city anymore. I, I feel like it's, it's totally possible to just like yeah. live or have a relation or I mean, date or have a relationship with somebody who lives somewhere else. That's the plus
1: side of online dating. It really opens up world, right?
0: It does. And I have a lot of friends in San Francisco who import boyfriends or girlfriends, quote unquote. A lot of them like to date in Arizona. That's supposedly a very popular state. There you (laughs) go. You got to infiltrate that one. But you haven't given up on San Francisco. You're basically doing this in addition to dating in San Francisco. All well, right, twenty four apps plus
3: new cities.
2: <laughs> That's a lot to juggle. I, I do just want to note that I I do I love I love importing boyfriends. I actually imported my husband <laughs> here, so I already did that with your two. husband. Yeah, I mean we're I'm, I'm more, ex-husband. Yes, okay. my ex-husband. Yeah. So anyway, I'm a big fan of that, but I do love dating here. I mean, I'm here. I mean, it's I feel like dating is for a lot of people here, especially me, integrated into my life. It's like everything I do, I bring a date. I almost brought a date with me here.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing if we got a date, a first date.
3: What is it that brings you to date so much?
2: Besides just really enjoying dating, I am an introverted person and so I really like connecting one-on-one. So I think it works really well for me to find somebody who it looks like I'm gonna have a match with and then spend some time getting to know them.
0: But are you looking for consistency or are you just looking for awesome first dates? You know, some people just date for the sake of dating because it's fun meeting new people. Oh, no, I definitely
2: want a relationship.
0: But what's gonna make someone stick? Because I have a girlfriend in New York who's had over 5,000 matches on Tinder. Okay, I know this is just one app. Mm-hmm. But she, she's now addicted to going on first dates. I mean, she'll schedule three first dates in a day. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point where she's like, I don't know what I'm looking for anymore because I just have fun on these first dates. Rarely do they convert to second or third dates. Is there a point where going on too many dates gets a little too much? Maybe for some people, but I'm a
2: super intentional person. I know exactly what I want and I always I always get that.
3: For me is that I, I remember for a while I was going on a bunch of different dates and it was just exhausting. Like it was like a it was like a part time job and I already yeah. had jobs.
0: And it gets expensive for men
2: and women. Personally, I just bring the dates along into my life and that's mm-hmm. unless they can wow me with some date that they're gonna plan. But I'm, you know, I just post on Facebook. I convert all my, um, all the good ones to Facebook.
1: Convert them? <laughs> it's like a funnel of our was- got a dating funnel. Yeah.
2: Well, I have a little filter, of course, for my, my online uh, guys that I meet and want to-, to send them to Facebook. That's part of the funnel. Apparently, a lot of people don't do that. I don't know why. But anyway, um, and then so if I'm like going to Tahoe, I just post on Facebook. Who's going to Tahoe this weekend? And what do you know? Ten different okay Cupid guys from the past few years message me. I'm like, I'm going to Tahoe. You need a <laughs> ride? I got a place to stay. You need to go grocery shopping?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing, Mika, is you're seamlessly integrating these guys into your life. So yeah. you're actually not pausing your life no. to Never. meet up with them. I mean, it's, it's very rare that a
2: guy can has this incredible, like,
0: date idea that I'll, like,
2: cancel my plans and, like, do the idea. But, like, generally, I give them a couple hints and, and give them, you know, let, let them try and share have an idea. But generally, they suck. And so I'm like, well, I'm doing this thing. And they're like, whoa, that's cool. And so they just come along. So that's usually how it goes.
0: Wait, Michael, I want to hear your opinion on this. What if you met a girl online, um, you want to go on a first date with her, and she's like, yo, I'm going grocery shopping. <laughs> <so> you want to... <laughs> Do you want to meet me a Safeway?
3: I don't know. Like, I, I think that kind of, it just seems as if, though, she brings me into, like, her errands. That <laughs> definitely doesn't <laughs> sound exciting at all.
2: Yeah, well, you haven't been grocery shopping with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's just more like merging, not really like I'm doing this thing. But it's like, hey, we both like to go rock climbing. Let's just decide to go together oh. on Friday morning. And so, but that could be, you know, anyone. They could have a variety of different interests, but you just find kind of commonalities. I was talking to this guy in OkCupid the other day about this, about how I, and about how it's just, oh, these are the things that I like to do. And he's like, oh, look, we both like running. How about we do a running date? And I was like, okay, but we we have to start running and end the date running.
0: (laughs) So we're just going to be running the whole time. That is like a great dating show where you like, you, you meet, your first date is running, and then you have the option to go off course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wh- what have I learned from Mika's stories? Apparently, I need to go visit Portland. I've never <laughs> been. Two, I think it's instead of getting, I think sometimes it's not so much about getting sick of dating in San Francisco, which a lot of people are just a little bit bitter about. Mm-hmm. It's once you feel like you're stuck in a, at a certain place, you're not happy, You should just go venture out and come back feeling refreshed. Mm, You know, it's not even about finding new people in Portland, let's say. Mm -hmm. It's about just having a fresh perspective once you come back to the city. If you ever feel like, oh, I'm so sick of dating in San Francisco, it's not San Francisco, the city. It's your mindset. Mm -hmm. Go Mm -hmm. refresh yourself. Come back rejuvenated. And I, I also have a business plan or a business idea now, where we just take a bus, you know, just like up the coast. <laughs> we just date <laughs> up the coast, <laughs> and people oh, will drop off along the way when they find someone. In their backpacks, <laughs> they all know, with their backpacks, <laughs> and we'll all be on twenty-four dating apps. Go! Yeah. C- can you name all twenty-four apps right now? Go! Uh- <laughs> I'm gonna count. Okay, Cupid, Tinder, Hinge, Hinge, Bumble, Bumble,
2: Clover.
0: Clover.
1: What's clover. Does
2: Solid that sound good? Salad match. Salad match. Tindog,
1: coffee uh,
2: meets bagel. Okay. Uh, plenty of fish, but I haven't opened that in a few years. <laughs> Wim. Be linked. Spooner. Wildfire. Happen. Those are all the ones on my phone right here. That's 14. I have a, I have a long list of them, but.
0: Those are the, the ones that you prefer. What salad toss? Salad
2: match. So if you're like me and you eat salad every single day, it matches you with other people that eat the kind of salad that you eat. Wow. Joining wow. that. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. really incredible. Also, Raven. Um, I
3: just- What's that?
2: Uh, uh, you're teaching me so much tonight. No, I haven't opened that
0: one in a while. Oh, it's
2: another location
0: one. What was
1: the one that you went to the launch of?
2: Last?
0: Yeah, I went to a launch party last night for a new app called String. So you might want to download that one. String, oh, no, String. Okay. Yeah. Do they say good
2: things about it? Well, it's more
0: like, they were saying it's more like eHarmony, but in an app form. So there's a lot of questions. So it's really about someone's profile before you see their full pictures.
3: Let's go on our question of the day, Michael. Uh, so the question goes, a guy whom I thought was interested in me started to tell me about women he took home from bars and slept with. These women sound like unsavory bar sluts. My attitude has changed towards him and makes me think of him as less of a potential and more like he have an STD. Why do guys do this? Obviously, he'll never know what is going on in people's heads, but why would you ever tell a woman these kinds of stories, especially on a first date?
0: Any guy who feels insecure enough to talk about his previous conquests on a first date is not a good potential suitor. I think that just says it all.
3: I think there might be, he might be testing her. He might be testing her and seeing, you know what? I'm gonna throw her a little bit of a curveball, and I wanna see how she responds to this moment. And see if she squirms or if she could, like, actually stand her ground.
0: But what's the test? What would make her
3: pass the test? Does she handle that conversation or does she just, like, flip out? How would you react in that situation, Mika?
2: Oh, I'd say, how was it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mika knows, see? Mika's then engaging in it a little bit more. And because she said that, now it, like, brings down the walls of, like, all right, this trick is cool.
2: So I just get really interested, especially on first dates with these new people. And so if somebody, you know, on a first date, if that's really what they want to share and talk about is these other girls they slept with, I would say, oh, that's really interesting. Is that something you're really into? You like taking home girls at bars? What do you like about that? Is, um, is there something about the sex? Is it different when you're when you're drunk?
0: In your all your dating, have you encountered that before? Uh, no, I generally
2: date guys that don't drink very much or go to bars I usually like to date uh very introverted guys so
3: uh for what I've had for women do to me is talk about like their Mm ex-boyfriend oh oh yeah y'all know that one right but what do they say specifically I want to know like they well it depends they say things like oh my god this guy was such a jerk like It's so interesting to hear a woman talk about this guy that she was with, and she talks so angrily about him. And as I hear it, I'm thinking you're not over him. I totally disagree.
2: All right, I want to hear. I talk about exes. I talk about other guys I date. I talk about my life. I'm just somebody that really believes in sharing what's important to you and what's relevant and what's real and what's on your mind. And that can lead to really genuine interactions. And I don't see any problem with sharing about you've been dating or somebody that you dated or reminded you of a situation. Of course, if you uh, reflect to it like it was this horrible negative thing, then that's going to turn the conversation negative.
3: I have a a question for you, Mika, because I I thought I heard earlier you said that you don't like talking about you for the first dates.
2: Well, I, I usually get them talking about their exes.
3: Oh, okay. You pull it out of them. You instigate that.
2: Sometimes. I mean, in general, I am more interested in other people. I don't want to share a lot about myself until I feel safe to do so.
0: Back to your point, Michael, I think it's all in the context of how you share your previous experiences with your ex, right? If someone's very negative about reminiscing about their, their ex, they're obviously not over the ex, and two, they have issues that they need to get over, but if someone's just reflecting on a cool moment that they shared with an ex, or like they went some, they went on this amazing trip, and their ex happened to be the person they went on the trip with, I don't think that's terrible.
3: I agree with that one. Yeah, I mean, there are times where they talk about oh, and then they just mention oh, it was just this person I was dating, and keep moving on versus harboring on how the ex would burn the toast every morning for breakfast, and it just made the whole apartment smell bad and I couldn't stand the ex because they also left the socks all over the counter and I don't know why socks were on the counter.
2: You lost connection right there like way back. The whole point is like having connection. So the second the person is talking about a story and the other person isn't engaged there is no more connection.
3: Yeah when people are in their own world and as if though you're not really there.
0: And so back to our question of the day I would say to this person if you encounter a guy who loves talking about his Previous conquests, entertain him, be curious, ask him lots of questions, and just never see him again. Or get to the root of why he's doing it. What are his motivations for doing that?
3: One of the things that people love, or uh, an expression that I really like, is to understand before being understood. So, really, to try to understand someone and why they're doing it before, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, you know, what's, let me try to place a motive on this person versus discovering what the motive actually is.
0: That's a very good point. All right, Michael, do you want to wrap this up?
3: Hey guys, don't forget to submit your stories and remember, you can always be anonymous. We will always protect the innocent. And UA, I think you got a couple words for us?
0: Oh yeah, stay dateable. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There's always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com.